Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Club. This is the place everyday real estate investors gather to share their best stories, biggest insights, and favorite tactics to grow a portfolio of cash-flowing properties in today's market. Here's your host, Gabe Peterson. All right. We are back with another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. Today, we have Colin Tate with us from Host Coach. Colin is a pro at Airbnb investing, short-term rentals. Um, I know this is a, a theme this day, but we're in the summer and that's when people use these. So I'm super excited. Colin, thank you very much for hopping on the show. Yeah. Happy to be here. Excited to be here. Absolutely. Um, I told you before we got on here, we like to start with stories. We like to hear how people kind of got into real estate in the first place. Um, yeah. I'm sure you got a good one. So why don't you take us to the beginning? How'd you get started? So I've always been intrigued by real estate. Um, you know, always heard those stories of friends and family, you know, that picked up that beach house for $40,000 and, <laughs> you know, 20 years later, it's worth, you know, a million. And that always stuck with me. And I always wondered, you know, where are deals like that for our generation? You know, is, is, are we ever going to see a, an opportunity like that? And then I have purchased a, a cabin just as a getaway place um, for my family. My son was maybe like three or four at the time. It was just that uh, that age where you just want to be somewhere other than your house. And um, I put it up on Airbnb and it surprised me. It, uh, uh, you know, we, we had intended just to keep it as a family um, a family place, but uh got convinced to, to try it out on Airbnb and it basically rented every weekend since. And then in uh, uh, 2018, I had sold a company. I've always been an entrepreneur. I've never had a W2. Um, in 2018, I sold a company and started to scratch my head and say, man, what am I going to do next? You know, gonna, What's the next startup? What's the next great idea? What's the next company to build? And I, I decided to hit the easy button. I saw how much money my one um Airbnb property was making. And so I ended up that summer going out and um, one MLS purchase, one off market deal and one wholesale deal ended up purchasing uh, three vacation rental properties that summer in 2018. Nice, man. I love it. And I like that you, yeah. uh, you kind of touched on all the different types of acquisitions there. So you got to, I know, right. A little experience. flavor of, and, and I didn't set out to buy three. I set out to buy you know, I, the, the MLS listing I set out to buy. And then it turned out that that, uh, that owner, I kind of did a little research and found out that she had a second off-market property and, mm. and uh, you know, approached her about that when I was looking at her MLS listing. And, you know, she said, oh, I'd never sell it. And, you know, I made an offer and it turned out to be a, a really good one. That's <laughs> how it always works too. It's just, I decided to put in an offer and hey, turned out to work. Um, so I love, it. I mean, you got started, you, you weren't really thinking about it. You just bought a cabin and it turned out to be a great, great investment. Um, where, uh, what type of cabin did you buy originally? Was it, uh, was it remote? Was it, um, yeah, kind of remote. So, you know, I live in uh, right outside Washington, DC, and I say this all the time within, you know, a couple hours from any major metropolitan city, you know, there's a place or places you know, a couple hours away where people like to go. Maybe it's a, a mountain area, a river area, lakes, wineries, national parks. And so in our case, DC um, is about two hours from touching the Blue Ridge, Mount, Blue, mm -hmm. Blue Ridge Mountain chain, right? And the Blue Ridge Mountains run from, you know, Southern Pennsylvania down to Northern Georgia. And all through that whole area is, you know, getaway 
type cabins, little country type cabins. Um, what we like to do is find them. One thing we like about that asset class is that there's a repurposing going on. Mm-hmm. So unlike buying a beach house where the business um, of renting it is baked into all the comparables and therefore it's priced per square foot. You know, when we find these lake houses or river houses um, that were maybe just some family's individual getaway home, and then we purchase that and repurpose it into a fully occupied, we get kind of that additional arbitrage, that benefit of repurposing the asset from one use case to another. Um, and, and that really helps supercharge the uh, returns. Yep. Repurposing, repositioning properties is a great way to add in the value. Um, and out of curiosity, what was the original company that you built uh, back in, what was that, 2018? Um, I've built a number of companies. The company that we sold in 2018 was a company, it's kind of boring, it um, helped uh, uh, nonprofits, uh, it generated uh, paperwork to help nonprofits um, become compliant to register uh, for fundraising. Nice. So nothing to do with real estate. I love it. Nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all. Nothing at all. I've had a uh, you know electronics manufacturing company. I've had um, uh, so other software as a service companies. Uh, I was co-founder of a company called Co-Founders Lab that's still around. We, it's been sold and resold a few times, but it's a pretty cool uh, software as a service that helps entrepreneurs find business partners. Oh, wow. Very cool. Yeah. Um, you, uh, that would be a... Good opportunity, I feel like, in the real estate space is find uh, JV partners for something like that. Yeah, it could be used for that. There you go. Um, okay, so you you bought this cabin. It turned into a great deal. Then you bought three more. After that, it sounds like you guys have kind of, you know, you've, you've scaled. Um, so from that first cabin to where you are today, what were the, the few, if you could just kind of bucket it into a few um, catalysts, a few, a few turning points? What were yes. the big uh, the big moments for your business? I think you know that first set of acquisitions um, when I went from having a property to a small portfolio. Right. Mm-hmm. What happened was that forced you know that that always forces you to find efficiencies first of all, right? Yep. So, you know, uh, the first efficiency that we found was a messaging automation system mm-hmm. um, that's called Hospitable, and it just responds to ninety you know. of your guest inquiries, right? You know, so can I book? Yes, you can. Here's the address, you know? Okay. You did book. uh, Here's all the information you need to book. So I found some streamlined efficiencies there through that um, automation. I also having the portfolio, the, the, the most fun part was to be able to test different things, right? They're kind of in the same market, but what if I you know, redo this bathroom, but not that bathroom. What if I add a hot tub over here? What if I turn this price up and this price down? Um, I found um, uh, pricing automation tools, right? So I use one called Price Labs that literally knows the supply and demand. Um, so it'll know the, the vacancy in the neighborhood and it'll know how many people are searching for a place to stay in that neighborhood. Hmm, and just like the airlines, it just turns so it, your price it up like connects. So, to the back end of like you know, Airbnb end, uh, and Airbnb, all that kind of stuff. So that took a cabin that was, you know, making $4,000 a month, you know, top line gross to 6,000. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. Huh. And this is pre-COVID. And we get to the, that, you know, inflection point, you know, as soon as, you know, as quickly or slowly as you want to, but um, having the portfolio and being able to really study the available tools and compare things and test things um, 
and having the cash flow from a portfolio, right? To be able to, to okay, these three are making money, but this one's, you know, a new renovation, you know, this one needs some renovation to be able to you know, go and put that cash flow um, into that helped really uh, scale things as well. Gotcha. So it sounds like at the beginning, it was a lot of tools that you put into place on um, pricing automation, um, you know, automated yeah. responses, stuff like that, that really allowed yeah. you to, to build the business and step back from it. Um, you mentioned that there were a number of properties that you, you, you did specific changes to the property itself uh, to increase the value, to increase the desirability of the, of the property. Um, what is the you know, top three things that you see people do to, uh, to a property to change it into a, an Airbnb um, that you feel brings mm-hmm. the most value to that property? So we like to say crate. Uh, we like to say rustic on the outside and crate and barrel on the inside. So, <laughs> you know, easy enough from the exterior perspective. Um, you know, to do a coat of paint or add some trim, or if it's already set up and looks like a cabin, great. You know, so in the property selection, you know, you want something. People want to stay. You know, a place that's not like their house, right? Right. So then the inside, where I think a lot of people go wrong in Airbnb, is they just go in. They leave whatever furniture was there, or they put in some used furniture, they take some pictures with their iPhone, and then they wonder why their property is not performing. So our properties, we go for like super clean crate and barrel type of look and feel inside. And you can do that very inexpensively with sheets and curtains, um, you know, bedspreads, and just, just really crisp, clean furniture. And then here's the biggie, professional HDR photography. Mm, mm-hmm. I know from selling properties that definitely definitely helps. Right. And but the difference between selling a property, right? This when you're selling a house and getting great photography, gets them to come visit the house, right? Yep. In a short-term rental, your photos are all you have to sell that night. Yep, yep, makes sense. You got to get that that fisheye lens uh, view from from the property that definitely sells it. People are making their full purchase decision based on those photos and. You can really see, particularly in Airbnb, because they're now they're stacked up, you know, uh, you know, against each other. It's it's real obvious which one to click on or which one you're going to be drawn to click on, you know, when you have like professional HDR photography of this bright, clean place versus the the dingily lit iPhone photos. Yeah, so makes you sense. You can perform like you know on a scale three, four, five times better than other properties just with that alone. With the pictures alone, yep. Um, how about management? I know that you know one of the things that has taken me away from um, Airbnbs. Me and my uh, just a side note. Um, me and my girlfriend have wanted to do a, a Hobbit house um, Airbnb. Nice. We we we've seen one and we thought it would be awesome to do uh, in the area. But the the main thing that that um, kind of keeps me from going forward with the plan is management. Um, I feel like management of short-term rentals, Airbnbs can be kind of a nightmare. Um, is But I know, you know people like you who are, who are scaling, um, you've got systems in place. So what is the, the key to really managing these uh, short-term rentals efficiently? Uh-huh. So there, you know, I, I won't sugarcoat that there's definitely some time involved up front to set the place up. Mm-hmm. But in terms of operations, I think the keys are looking at looking at it uh, as a business person would right so yes there's going to be tools there's automated messaging softwares they're going to take care of 90 percent of um you know your issues you know we use um, um you know google docs to share our cleaning calendars with our um our housekeepers we just zell payments to our housekeepers you know on mondays so that stuff is really the, the business 
part of it, the transactional pieces really isn't much labor at all. I mean, you're talking like 15, 20 minutes a week. Okay. More, I think where people get hung up is in the guest relations issue and, you know, getting sucked into drama with guests. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of Airbnb hosts say, well, this is my house and I make the rules and the guests shouldn't expect that. But if you look at it from, you know, the lens of I'm a hospitality provider, I'm the Ritz Carlton, right? Okay. It's a bad guest. We can smile, accommodate them, refund their cleaning fee, and then they're gone. (laughs) right? They're gone in 2.3 days. And, you know, then our next 10 guests are going to be wonderful. I think a lot of people get hung up on this is my place and I make the rules and the guest was kind of rude, you know, but, you know, in business, we wouldn't say that, you know, we, we deal with clients that, you know, aren't always, you know, the, our favorite, but we just smile through it. We put on a professional, um, you know, tone and, and we just move on. I think that's where a lot of people get hung up. Yep. Yep. That makes sense to me. Um, and you guys self-manage, right? You don't have third party. We self-manage. Yes. Gotcha. So the other thing that has kind of kept me from this, um, from getting into uh, short term is just the market itself. Um, you know, from what is it? 2010 to now the short-term rental market has just exploded and it's gone from, you know, Airbnb being kind of this niche thing that every once in a while you jump on, prices would be super low, be in somebody's random cabin to now where prices are essentially the same as hotels. Um, and you get really nice places like the one you're talking about with crate and barrel style looks. Um, so where do you see the market going? Do you feel like there's been kind of a, a saturation point or do you think that there's still room to grow in the short-term market, short-term rental market? I think there's a lot of runway. There's a lot of room for growth, right? You know, back to your point about the costs. You know, I, I joke with my wife all the time um, about you know staying in a hotel. And she's like, "Why don't we stay in our cabin?" I'm like, "We can't afford to stay in our cabins. We can <laughs> stay in Ritz Carlton if you'd like. That's like two hundred bucks a night. I'm not going to stay at five hundred dollars a night in you know in one of my cabins, right?" Um, so I think that it's it, it's gone from a value based, you know, proposition. Um, to an experience-based proposition. Right? So mm-hmm. post-COVID, particularly, people are looking to get out of their house. It's changed the way people travel. It's changed the way people view experiences, um, the way people value experiences. So people are wanting to get out of their house and be somewhere, work somewhere, you know, more interesting. And so, and they're willing to pay for it. So the old school hosts that aren't willing to invest in their properties, invest in technology and turn their prices up, you know, they're going to be the hosts that struggle. Kind of the newer age hosts that are have an investment mindset, a business mindset, who use the tools. Some of the tools that we talked about, they're the, um, you know, the implementation rate of like 5%. Oh, wow. Right? So just the things that we've talked about in the last 15 minutes would take every one of your listeners from like the average host to like, you know, top 3%. Wow. Okay. So I think that's really where the opportunity lies is that um, a lot of people aren't doing it at a professional, elite professional level at this point. So that allows the real real estate investor who understands some of these basics um, to get in and have an opportunity because I, you're competing with a lot of sort of just mom and pop people who mom and pop, right. Or just, you know, I had a place and I put it on, you know, on the market as opposed to really running a real estate business. 
Yep. Yeah, that sounds similar um, in the self-storage space and mobile home uh, park and RV space. There's a lot of, or there were a lot now, there aren't as many, but there were a lot of mom and pop owners. Um, they didn't have, you know, online rentals. They didn't have systems, all that stuff. Um, and just by implementing those small systems, you really, uh, you really, you know, increase your, your competitiveness in the market. So yeah. um, I heard totally. one of the experts, I actually got kind of interested in short um, self-storage at one point. I heard one of the kind of industry experts talking about basically forcing appreciation through, you know, changing pricing and how like, you know, that never happens, you know, or it wasn't happening traditionally um, in the self-storage and how much opportunity that that, um, that was bringing to the short term um, of the self-storage uh, investor. And yeah, it's the same kind of thing um, with, with short-term rentals is that we can force price appreciation. We can force, property appreciation. We're making the place better every two to three days. We're making it showroom perfect every mm-hmm. two to three days. So that means we're always going in and, you know, as opposed to having a long-term rental where you've got it, it deteriorates over a year. You come in at the end of the lease and you paint and carpet and, you know, start over. We're continually improving, um, you know, our investment in, in our short-term rental, you know, just little things, right? Just every every week, every month, you know, little things are getting fixed and improved. Perfect. The, the Kaizen way. I love that. All right. I just uh, took a peek at the clock. We have gone through our, our initial segment here. So it is time to jump into the quick question round. Are you ready? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. It starts with uh, education. Um, I'm a big bookie. So give me two recommendations, one for general life wisdom and one for real estate specific. If you're not into books or, or you'd rather do, you know, you prefer podcasts or whatever, um, just any recommendation for education. One real estate uh, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Richest Man in Babylon for general. Um, and then uh, uh, um, uh, Gary Keller's book, A Millionaire uh, Real Estate Investor. Mm. Gary Keller. Yeah, those are those are classics. I love it. And The Richest Man in Babylon, that that's also... I love, uh, I love books that take concepts like you know what The Richest Man in Babylon is talking about and turn it into a story because it makes it that's so terrible. much more palatable for me. I love it. Yeah. I reread that one all the time. Yep. It's a good one. Um, that moves us to our next question. And this is for your younger self. So if you could go to the Tate who was still building, um, still out there building businesses and had no idea about real estate, hadn't bought that first cabin yet, go to him, look him in the eye, give him one piece of advice moving forward. Yeah. Get started earlier. You know, um, real estate is about solving problems. You know, is the way I look at it is being a problem solver. Um, and a lot of people don't solve that first problem, right? Getting started. So, you know, just getting started and and knowing that there's, you know, solvable problems out there and you solve them one at a time and then they just become easier and easier and more opportunity comes to you. So I just started earlier solving those problems. There you go. I, I swear to God, I think it's like 80% of the people that come on the show say start earlier. So if you're out there <laughs> and you have an interest in, uh, in, you know, short-term rentals or any type of real estate, take this as your moment. You got to get out there, just get started. We all wish we started earlier. So get started. Moves us to the next question. This is tools. And I'm sure you got a lot of good recommendations here, but tools, specifically software tools, are the backbone of any real investor's um, business. And so give me one, two, three, if you want to go more than one, um, recommendations on software tools that you feel 
contribute the most to your business? Yeah, we, we talk about it. We call it like our tech stack. So, you know, starting off the first thing, you know, kind of a chronological as people are evaluating a market or a property, there's a great software called Air DNA that gives you all kinds of, um, you know, uh, average daily rates, occupancies, all the the market research that you would want um, to, to understand when evaluating a potential investment property. And then from Air DNA, you know, we move into price labs for uh, automating your pricing, hospitable for automating your messaging. And then, you know, um, you know, from those, those would be the big ones. Perfect. Price labs, hospitable and Air DNA. I love it. Moves us on to the next one. This is for habits. Habits form the foundation of our life. So if you could point to one thing you do day in and day out that you feel contribute the most to your overall health, well-being, and happiness, what would that be? I think we just stay consistent. You know, we don't let uh, we don't let the highs get too high and the lows get too low, and we just kind of keep moving through it. You know, I, I run the business with my wife, and you know, but and then we also you know we'll take you know take a break. But I think staying consistent, staying focused on 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 what's the next task task at hand. Yep. Consistency is the key for sure. And I like that you said, uh, um, you know, cut out the highs and the lows, just stay in the middle because that is, I don't know how many times I've got to, to almost the closing table and I knew a deal was going to close and it didn't close. Um, <laughs> and so if you just don't, don't get too excited, don't get too, too down, just stay right in the middle. That's the sweet spot. All right. And this leads us to the second to last question. Um, the United States is a very big place. There's a lot of square miles out there. So what is your uh, favorite metro that you, that is not your backyard that you're most excited to invest in today? You know, I'll answer that question just a little bit differently. You know, um, I would tell your listeners to think about where they like to spend time. You know, if a couple hours from where you live, you like to go to wineries or you like to go to the lake or you like to ski, you know, find a place that you're passionate about because you're going to want to spend time there. You're going to want to tell people about it. Um, and as opposed to looking at the general, you know, a, a large set of lists and what's the best market in terms of some numbers, I tell people find the where their where, right? Find where they would be passionate about building a portfolio of investment uh, properties. I love it. That's great advice. Um, that leads us to the very last question. Uh, it's how to get in contact with you, but I'm going to add a little bit of uh, spice to that one because I know you are also the founder of hostcoach.co. Um, and that is a coaching platform for people who are interested in Airbnbs or short-term rentals. So um, give a little blurb about that one and then the best way for someone to get in contact with you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, hostcoach.co is the website. Um, there's information about uh, myself and my wife, Danielle. We, we do individualized coaching. We do a free um, you know, assessments, 20, 30 minute uh, seminar that you can sign up for. Um, there's information we've written. We took our personal experiences and tools and learnings and developed that into a book called Host Coach that's available on Amazon. And it's a little bit different, I think, than a lot of um, Airbnb investing books because it's not so much a review of the available features and softwares. It's really everything that we do to operate our portfolio. And, you know, and we just share all of that in the book. Perfect. And uh, best way is hostcoach.co, correct? Just go there and they'll reach out to you through that platform or through that website. Perfect. All right. Well, Colin, that uh, wraps it up. Thank you very much for hopping on the show. Thanks, Gabe. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. And for everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. 
So if y'all have any questions whatsoever, as always, reach out to me, Gabe at the real estate investing club.com. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and were able to pull some actionable advice that you can go home with and apply to your own investing business. Before you go, I have a gift for you. If you're a new investor looking to get started or an established investor looking to take your business to the next level, I've created an ebook just for you available on the website. This ebook will cover how I was able to create both active and passive income in real estate with very little money to start with. In it, I will address the three most often cited obstacles new and veteran investors run into by showing you how to find a deal that's actually a deal, how to finance that deal with little to no money down, and how to exit a deal for maximum value. And if you get the ebook today, I'm going to bury you in bonuses, seven of them to be exact. First, you'll get the off-market lead generation blueprint, which will take you through the exact systems and processes we use to generate off-market leads like clockwork, which is the most important skill when it comes to creating real wealth in real estate. Then you'll get the A to Z REI systems and vendors guide, which will allow you to peek under the hood of our business and see the exact tools and systems and even the vendors we use to grow our business. After that, you will get the top 100 best performing keywords pack, which will give you the exact keywords we use to target leads online and generate leads without having to lift a finger. Next, you'll get the contracts bundle for wholesaling and renting real estate, which will give you access to all of the contracts we use in the field to execute all types of transactions. After that, you'll get the investor's quick analysis calculator and offer tool, which will allow you to quickly calculate whether a deal is an actual deal and will allow you to create an offer automatically from those calculations. Next up, we'll give you the Investor's Daily Success Tracker, which is a tracker you can use to ensure you are taking the right actions day in and day out to reach your financial goals in real estate. And finally, you will get the Wholesaler's Template for Quick Assignment Cash, which will give you the templates we use to present our wholesale deals professionally and efficiently to our buyers. I know that is a ton of things to say. I'm glad you were able to stick with it. Uh, so you'll get both the ebook and all of those seven free bonuses when you download the ebook today. All we charge is the admin cost to run the show. So if you are interested in the ebook and the bonus bundle, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com. Click on get the ebook bundle at the top of the page and take advantage of that deal. With that housekeeping item covered, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day and even better week. Keep rocking real estate and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, 
go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the invest with us button. That'll pop up the investor form, fill that out, and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.